All right, welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And before we jump headfirst into this week's episode, Brandon, do you have anything interesting you've been watching lately that you wanted to share? Um, Man, I'm still continuing on with uh, Doogie Hauser. I <laughs> uh, didn't watch very much this week, but I have watched a lot of How I Met Your Mother. Rock. Yeah, I don't know. Like we said, that uh, I kind of forgot how much I like that show, but you said it's because it ended so terribly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I'm not really looking forward to that. The whole last season was kind of crappy. So, kind of oh, see yeah. how that goes. Um, I think it'd be like my third time watching the show all the way through. So, it'll be interesting. Um, uh, man, other than those two things, that's, that's pretty much it of anything of no other than like some YouTube stuff and, um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. How about you? Uh, well, outside of the stuff that we watch to review for the show, I've kind of been keeping up with getting at least one thing in there of note to watch each week. I mean... My wife is watching Cake Wars, uh, re-watching Family Guy, but uh, I got uh, Ready Player One in this week. Right. Uh, first time watching that, so it was, uh, it was a good one. Was- yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I think I had more fun trying to pick out all the characters and stuff than I did really paying attention to the story. Yeah. Like out of the pop out of the pop yeah, the pop culture characters. Mm-hmm. And what they did with the shining in that movie was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I was uh pr- I don't even know really what I was expecting, but it was not that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't know what was in my mind, but that was uh a unique storyline to say the least. So but it was a good movie. Enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So that is what I fit into my movie viewing this week. But what we both watched for sure was a Harrison Ford classic, which we will jump right on into. Rock. Tonight I come to you with a pledge to change America's policy. Atrocity and terror are not political weapons. And to those who would use them, your day is over. In a speech tonight in Moscow, the president issued a direct challenge to terrorist nations around the world. But the question remains, what are the risks involved in such a bold policy initiative? They hated your speech, didn't they? We're afraid we won't have the guts to back it up. Air Force One, clear for takeoff. Thank you for your hospitality, Moscow. Where's my family? The president's plane, Air Force One, has been hijacked. What do they want? They want General Raddick released from prison. I will execute the hostage every half an hour. What are our airborne scenarios? There are no airborne scenarios. My husband will not negotiate. His wife, his daughter, I think he'll negotiate. How the hell did this happen? How the hell did they get Air Force One? Your national security advisor has been executed. He just bought you another half hour. Sir, your parachute. I'm not leaving without my family. You know who I am? I'm the President of the United States. Jim 
isn't making this decision as a president. He's making it as a husband and a father. Let's not forget this president is a Medal of Honor winner. He knows how to fight. He has no right to take chances with his life. We cannot give in to their demands. You've got a job to do. It makes me so proud, Mr. President, that you stuck with us. You know your father. He has also killed You're nothing like my father. We're tracking six MiGs. I'm sending in our F-15s to protect you. She said MiGs? In a war, people die. The president is up there with a gun to his head. I'll do anything to save my family. Don't ask me for something I can't give. Sir, we got all your trails. You could finish this with one phone call. So this week's movie is Air Force One, 1997, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, written by Andrew Marlowe, and starring Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, Glenn Close, Wendy Crewson, Paul Gelfoyle, William H. Macy, Liesl Matthews, and Dean Stockwell. And then music by Jerry Goldsmith. And actually, uh, one thing that really stood out to me before I even get into uh, doing the brief overview is I forgot how great the music was in this movie. Yeah, it was pretty solid. I forgot too. Um, I don't know if it's maybe because I think the last time I saw this, I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So I've seen, you know, quite a few movies since. So maybe I just pay more attention to it than the last time I saw it. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Uh, this was an early Harrison Ford movie for me. I mean, I would have been around 10 when it came out. But yeah, I it's actually kind of interesting to think about because I wouldn't say I was a big Harrison Ford fan, but he was probably the actor that I saw in most of the movies when I was you know, a younger kid because between Star Wars, Indiana Jones, the fugitive air force one. Uh, I mean, and blade runner. I mean, that's just to name a few, like right off the top of my head, but I can't think of another single actor that I saw in that many movies when I was young. Yeah, I think all the ones that you named off, I've seen as well. Yeah, so I just thought that was kind of interesting because I was re-watching this and I was just remembering watching it when it was... I don't think I watched it right when it came out. I could be wrong. Um, but I know it was within the first couple of years, so... Yeah, I don't remember exactly when I saw it either. I know I rented it on VHS... So it was quite a while ago. So that dates it a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, to give a little bit of the uh, plot and everything, uh, very brief plot uh, to get started. Communist radicals hijack Air Force One with the U.S. president and his family on board. The vice president negotiates from Washington, D.C., while the president, 
who is a veteran, fights to rescue the hostages on board. That is very brief, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, needless to say, the three main characters, good guy, Mr. President Harrison Ford is uh, President James Marshall. Gary Oldman is the bad guy, the villain. Ivan Kershenoff. And then Glenn Close plays the vice president, Catherine Bennett. Of course, there are plenty of other characters, but those are the three that were called out in that uh, little description there. So those are the ones I gave there. So the movie starts out uh, with actually a pretty cool scene. I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't understand what was going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when the little dots were moving across the screen, did you did you understand what that was the first time you watched it, and to, or you didn't know what it was until they got a close up? The dots moving across the screen. The little white dots turned out to be the guys in the parachutes. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't really pay too close attention to that. Yeah, like at the very like when they're doing the titles and everything at the beginning, they show the guys parachuting in. Oh, uh, yeah. From a long distance. Yeah, and they land on the government building. Yeah, and before they zoom in on the fact that somebody parachuting in, I was so confused. on. I thought it was like cells or something moving. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, that always stuck out to me. So it starts off with a special ops mission. Um, they, The Russians and the Americans send a special task force in to go get... Um, General Raddick, uh, who is the dictator of Kazakhstan. Yes. Thank Very you. nice. <laughs> the dictator of <laughs> Kazakhstan. So there's a whole, you know, war going on with that. And so they capture him and they imprison him. And then it quickly moves on to, what was it, three weeks or three months later? I think it was three, three weeks. I think it was three weeks. Yeah. Yeah in Russia where they have, they're having a political get together to celebrate, you know, being able to move on from it, the collaboration between Russia and America and the president is there and he gives a speech about, you know, not giving into terrorism. Uh, And then he goes with his political leaders and gets on air force one his wife and daughter are there as well. So they get on Air Force One. And at the same time, a Russian news crew uh, gets on Air Force One. Of course, goes through all the security and everything, and they get on the plane. Uh, so this whole thing, the whole movie is basically essentially, I mean, it's called Air Force One. It takes place on Air Force One. So they're in flight. And the Russian news crew winds up spoiler alert. (laughs) If you haven't seen the movie um, winds up being uh, radicals radicals. And they had an inside connection with some of the security team on air force one. And they were able to get their hands on some of the security weaponry and they hijacked the plane. Now during the hijack, Uh, Some of the special force uh, security people 
get the president out to an escape pod that is on the plane. And before the Russians can get to him, he, the escape pod gets shot off the plane. So now you've got, I don't know if there was an exact count, but there's about six, eight Russian um, terrorists who have hijacked Air Force One. Mm -hmm. They take all the hostages and they put them in like the conference room and uh, Gary Oldman giving, of course, another fantastic performance goes all crazy on everybody on getting a hold of the United States government at the white house and talking to the vice president and the whole cabinet that's there and telling him in a long story short that he wants general Raddick who was captured three weeks prior to be released. And until then he's going to kill a hostage every half an hour, which he lives up to, you know, his promise on that. Uh, So during that time, while they're waiting for, the U.S. government to release the general. Uh, it comes to knowledge that Harrison Ford, the president, James Marshall, didn't get in the escape pod and he actually like hid on the plane. And so then he tries to start taking back the plane. Uh, he slowly takes them out one by one. And uh, we actually then wind up getting a pretty dramatic scene because, I mean, obviously when he starts killing them, they, the terrorists start learning that somebody else is on the plane. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the biggest scenes in the movie is that they try to essentially flush him out, uh, Gary Oldman, and he takes a female hostage, puts her on the PA system for the whole plane and, you know, talks to her over the system and is essentially saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to kill this lady unless the person who's hiding in the plane killing the terrorists uh, comes out and surrenders himself. So um, Harrison Ford does not give himself up. uh, As they say in the movie, you know, if you have one shot, you have to, you have to wait until you can do it. And so some sacrifices you know, have to be made. And ultimately she gets shot, she gets killed and kind of freaks everybody out. Uh, Harrison Ford does some of his awesome spy tactic stuff. Honestly, like I thought this movie would have fit perfectly with a Tom Clancy movie. Are you familiar with his Tom Clancy movies? Yeah. 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 Like so much of the time during the movie, I was thinking that this could have been a Tom Clancy movie. But uh, so Harrison Ford um, decides to try and dump some fuel so that the plane would have to land and hopefully they could do a rescue and get the hostages off the plane. Well, by dumping the fuel, they set it up so that they can have a refueling in midair with Air Force One. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly don't know if that's true. I mean, I believe it might be, but I never really did look up to know if that's a real thing. The refueling in the air? Yeah. Well, they used to do it on the um, the Top Gun game for, Super, for the Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's fact. Nintendo so, has proven it. So I'm assuming that 
you know, that might've been based on something that's real. Yeah. So um, anyways, so during this time, Harrison Ford is able to make his way and he gets into the conference room to the hostages um, after he strong armed one of the terrorists and they determined that they could get a message to the white house um, to tell them that since they're refueling the plane, if they have them drop low enough, they can get people off the plane using parachutes Mm -hmm. um, in the lower deck. So they send a fax the fueling plane comes and they do lower the plane. Some of the people get off the plane, uh, but the terrorists come in and they stop everybody for, before they get off. So they still have a few of them. One of them, of course, including the president and of course, still the first lady and the first daughter. Mm -hmm. They, then everybody kind of confronts each other because Gary Oldman and Harrison Ford face off. This is the first time that they see each other in the movie. And so he's telling them that they need to release the general or he's going to start killing people. Uh, then he of course pulls in his family and is just like, if you don't do it, I'm going to kill your daughter. And Harrison Ford doing what any person would gives in and says that he'll do it. So he makes a phone call to tell them to release the general. And of course, it's a little bit of a process, you know, uh, I don't know, probably like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. So while this is going on, uh, Harrison Ford is able to break free from his uh, duct tape bondage. And he gets in a fight with Gary Oldman the other people jump in. Uh, one of the uh, American, uh, one of the Americans gets shot, and they wind up chasing Gary Oldman because he takes the first lady, and he's trying to escape the plane with a parachute. And they have a fight at the uh, what is it, the hangar or the yeah, the the cargo bay. Yeah, the open cargo bay. So it's an open cargo bay. Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman are fighting back and forth. And uh, we come to uh, the, uh, the pinnacle of the movie, probably the most memorable moment of the movie. And uh, during their struggle, Harrison Ford puts a, a strap that's kind of uh, attached to the plane around Gary Oldman's neck. And he uh, rolls over, flips him over, and then he delivers his one-liner, get off my plane. And then uh, releases him, or no, he pulls his parachute cord and lets mm -hmm. go of him, which then, since he has a strap around his neck, snaps his neck, and he floats off dead in his parachute. So he runs up then uh, because the terrorists are all done and overthrown. Actually, all of them are dead at this point. And he goes to call them to stop the release of the general, which he gets there just in time because the general is walking out of the prison and they tell him to stop, but he makes a run for it and they actually shoot and kill him. So uh, then they are on the plane. There's Harrison Ford, his wife and his daughter, two of his, I don't know, uh, three of his associates, one of them mm -hmm. has been shot. And now they're going to try to fly the plane and get the, to the closest uh, landing strip. 
of course, then they, the Russian or not the Russians, the um, army that is loyal to the general send fighters to go and shoot down the plane because they were in Kazakhstan. And then U.S. forces show up to try and protect Air Force One uh, after the enemies are all either killed or flee, Air Force One is determined that it's not going to last long enough to make it to a usable airstrip. So then they get in a cargo plane that was nearby and do an air rescue mission that I'm pretty sure seems impossible. Um, now that I wa- uh, have watched it again recently, uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe it there's some realm of possibility in it, but just all the things that went into it, I'm just like, nah, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially, they attach a zip line between the cargo plane, um, the military cargo plane, and the and Air Force One, and they start trying to transport people back and forth with a zip line. Uh, so they're doing that. The plane's falling apart, and they're running out of time. So they get most of the people off, and then they're at the last minute. They say, "Okay, we can only take one more person, Mr. President. You're coming with us." Uh, there's one soldier on the plane who's going to take him, and then there are two of his associates that essentially wouldn't be able to go. Uh, yeah, one of them is William H. Macy's character. Yeah. And so this, uh, I mean, we they reveal it earlier on, but this is the reveal for, you know, Harrison Ford uh, to realize that there was somebody on the inside who had sabotaged the whole thing, um, who had helped the Russians, uh, or sorry, the Kazakhstan uh, radicals. Kazakhstanians, yeah. Yeah, and they and it was his chief of security because uh, then he obviously freaks out because he put this whole thing together and he's like, I'm not going to go down and die on this plane. So he he shoots the other two guys, he shoots the soldier, and he shoots um, uh, William H. Macy. And so it's just him and Harrison Ford. And the only reason he doesn't shoot Harrison Ford is because he's holding on to the cord thing that he has to use to be able to escape. I don't know exactly what his plan would have been if he could have got off the plane and nobody else did. Um, what the guy would have told people once he was rescued. But Harrison Ford and his security officer get in a fight and he Harrison Ford punches him and is able to grab the cord and magically at the right moment it comes loose off the plane and he's got it he's halfway strapped in and he gets pulled away by the plane while the greatest moments in CGI history is about to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the CGI and Mortal Kombat Annihilation were, mm. were better and then um the spawn movie. You know, I never did that see CGI it was incredible. I never did see the Spawn movie, but I do know what oh. you're talking about with Mortal Kombat. So you didn't I, miss out on anything. <laughs> I may, you may have uh, put me in my place with those two movies, but uh, yeah. So then Harrison Ford is strapped in, but he's being towed by a plane <laughs> now in the air as Air Force One crashes, 
and uh, they have a really funny little shot of the guy in the door of the plane as it crashes. <laughs> He's like, what? Uh, and then the plane crashes, as we said, with amazing CGI. So, uh, you know, they eventually are able to pull in Harrison Ford onto the plane. The rescue is complete. You know, victory has happened. President and his family is alive. And the end of the movie. All right. All right. So, yeah, I, when I was getting ready to do this, like, brief overview, I was just like, oh, yeah, no, it shouldn't be too bad. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, crap. I have to talk about that. Oh, shoot. I have to include that. And I realized that how many integral parts had to be mentioned. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. There's so many things going on in this and so many like uh, important parts that it's hard to really do a concise uh, summarization. Yeah. Well, they too, um, you know, they packed quite a bit in there. They kept the movie uh moving really well uh it was paced very well and everything and i mean there were some key things that i still didn't mention uh that just kind of helped build up the movie but yeah i mean for honestly the length of the movie uh and everything they had quite a lot going on uh, especially even too and the fact that it was real uh, relatively kind of condensed i mean it was on a plane mm-hmm. and then in another room at the white house so a lot going on, but uh, yeah, initial kind of thoughts on the movie. Any key scenes that were your favorite or parts <laughs> that stood out? So the two things I remembered from this movie before watching it this time were the get off my plane, of course, and the plane crashing into the water. <laughs> that terrible CGI. Those are the two things that I really remembered from this. Um, I guess this time watching it, I, you know, I'm older than when I watched it the last time, so I can appreciate things more. But man, Gary Oldman was amazing in this as the bad guy. Oh, yeah. And like his his accent, too, Mm -hmm. was like spot on and it doesn't break or anything. Like, that's, I I feel like he's a guy that should have been talked about more. Or like his acting ability because of how many you know accents he he can do and mm. like everything that he puts into characters yeah and just the wide array of characters that he played in his career i i put him at the same level as we've had this conversation off of well we may have talked about it on the show at some point but i put him up there with like daniel day lewis no oh, yeah because uh, yeah exactly because you know there's that acting ability but then there's that versatility as mm-hmm. well where you can do those different personalities those different uh the biggest thing i think is um, that takes it to the next step is the different accents like someone can do a rough like oh a rough british accent a rough southern accent you know some kind of like that but to do what Gary Oldman did in this movie and then of course his other roles too is just like i mean very few people can pull that off oh yeah for sure and you know i got a couple things in trivia when we get to that that kind of touches on that yeah. um 
I guess another thing that I guess I didn't realize the first time I watched it that William H. Macy is in it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you see him a lot, but he doesn't have very many lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's another guy too that is kind of um overlooked, I guess, when you talk about good actors. Because like the job that he does in this and like a few other movies compared to like what he does in the show Shameless mm-hmm. or like Night and Day, like uh the characters that he plays. Because like his character of Frank and Shameless is just like this low life alcoholic loser that is almost like a cockroach. Like he's just gross and disgusting, but like he can he's like untouchable and could like never die. <laughs> yeah, it's just like compared to what he is in this movie, which is like the straight laced uh you know Air Force guy. It's, you know, he's got his head screwed on straight and like all this kind of stuff. It's just, uh, it kind of cracks me up to compare like those two characters. Yeah. He, yeah, he's definitely uh, talented. I have not seen Shameless. I mean, I've seen some clips and things like that. I feel like this was not his best performance, personally. No, it's a little bit of an earlier one. Yeah. For him. Um, and I mean Harrison Ford. I mean it goes without saying that he's great in everything that he does. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it where I didn't think that he like gave full effort in. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of or actors like that. Um, probably one of the most notorious ones is Nicolas Cage. Where <laughs> like some movies he's terrible, and other movies he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Or maybe someone like Kevin Costner, but his is more like Kevin Costner usually does a good job in every movie. It's just some of the movies that he does are terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just up and down. But uh, yeah, the action in this is pretty good. Um, It can, it drags a little bit at times. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's like a perfect, you know, edge of your seat action movie. But it, you know, it has its lulls at times. But um, all in all, I think it's it's a pretty fun movie. You know, it's a little over two hours long. So, you know, if you're looking for a a sit down, eat some popcorn, watch an action movie, you, you might want to get something that is a little bit shorter. Yeah, yeah, I would say some a little bit shorter, and it's not it's not an action packed movie. Like it's a it definitely does some things beyond the realm of reality. Like there are a couple of things that they do where it's just like, okay, you know, but I mean, like in the most part, it's, they went for realism mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, it was, a, you know, it, for an experience like this, I mean, it would take several hours. I mean, like it, it, they made it feel real with the time frame that they did. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the only thing I'd really want more from this movie is more interaction between Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman. Yeah. Because it takes a long time for them to like have any kind of um, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. feel like the chemistry that they had in this, like um, it really would have helped the movie a little bit more if they had more dialogue with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I agree but at the same time, 
I think that it works the way that it is, but just because then when it finally happens, it's like, you know, boom, you know, Luke, Luke faces Darth Vader kind of a thing, you know, yeah. the, the big, the big finale. Um, I, but I absolutely agree with you that, it, you know, I mean, it was such great chemistry and it could have been so great to have more of it, but yeah, it, it's kind of like a give and take where I, I see what you're saying, but from my side of things, I kind of like how much it was because it just, since it was so scarce and so few minutes in the movie, it kind of made it that much more special, I guess. Mm-hmm. So You know what this movie actually kind of reminded me of this time? And I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. Uh, just because they have a couple things in common. Um, Passenger 57 with Wesley Snipes. I don't think so. He plays like a security guard on this like big commercial flight that gets overrun by terrorists. Nope. And like he has to take him out. So it's it's kind of similar, but you know, there's enough different in Air Force One to kind of set it apart. But I think Passenger 57 is a movie on the list that I wanted to review sometime. Rock. But maybe when we do like an action month or something, we can throw it in there. <laughs> but this one's definitely this one's definitely a better movie. Where Passenger 57, I guess, has more of the, the action and the one-liners and stuff like that. That's where you get the classic Wesley Snipes, always bet on black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, with this movie, uh, man, p- part of it a little bit, I feel like, was nostalgic for me. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, I don't know. This may have been my first Harrison Ford movie. But I do remember watching it a couple times when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12. Star um, Wars wasn't your first Harrison Ford movie? Oh, no, that would have been. That would have <laughs> been. Um, I forgot about that one. So, And actually, probably, well, no, it would have been, because now I'm forgetting when things came out. Yeah, it would have been um, probably Star Wars than Indiana Jones than this. So this may have been the first, like, I don't know. I, I get Indiana Jones as being, like, action kind of serious and everything, but this is more realistic. Serious. Grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah, grounded in reality. So maybe that's what it kind of was for me. But, yeah. Uh, anything else particular that you wanted to kind of call out before we move forward uh no i don't think so okay yeah i'm gonna jump into trivia and facts yeah let's do it rock so we mentioned a lot about um gary oldman and harrison ford working so well, well together so those two um were actually hitting each other in the fight scenes they had (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> which i could kind of see because they're both like such like dedicated actors that i could see them really getting into it and just rolling with it <laughs> so 
Wolfgang Peterson was denied access to the real-life Air Force One until Harrison Ford called the White House. Okay. And then they were allowed to do it. <laughs> and that just kind of goes to say, like, how big of a celebrity Harrison Ford is. Yeah. That's kind of funny. So the lead role was written for Kevin Costner. Uh... But he was busy doing The Postman. <laughs> And suggested that Harrison Ford do the role. So, terrible career move by Costner doing the postman, which was crap. I somewhat enjoyed that movie. I know. I always like it, to give you a hard time for liking it, it so much. It, I do recognize that it is not a good movie, but it, it for me, is still an enjoyable movie. Uh, the one thing I remember about The Postman... And I think I've told you the story numerous times, but I saw it in a theater with my dad and my brother. And I remember when we got there, I was like kind of hungry. And I told my dad, like, um, like, Hey, I'm, I'm hungry. And it's like, can we get something? And he's like, well, he's like, how about after the movie, we go get like a burger or something like that. And I'm like, okay, well, little did I know that this movie is like three and a half hours long. <laughs> It gets to the end of it, and I'm just like starving. So that probably didn't help my viewing of it either. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I don't think there would be much of anything that would help the viewing of that movie. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So Gary Oldman, he didn't stay in character between the scenes. And him and um, Harrison Ford actually joked around most of the production. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ford has gone to say that Gary Oldman was his favorite of his on-screen nemesis. Huh. Nemesi? <laughs> Nemesis? Uh, so, president at the, at the time, um, Bill Clinton, he loved and enjoyed the film so much that he actually saw it twice while he was in the office and he praised it, giving it good reviews. He pointed out, however, that the real plane didn't have a parachute ramp or escape pods like the aircraft in the movie. Um, in response, Wolfgang Peterson predicted that future models of Air Force One would probably incorporate those security features. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would think that they would at least put in something for parachutes. Yeah, I, w- I would think that. Uh, escape pod, I'm not sure. That was one thing, too, I remember with this movie where I was just like, is there really escape pod? <laughs> so. Right. So, staying on the presidential run here, um, in December 2015, Donald Trump revealed his admiration for Harrison Ford on the, on the plane because he stood up for America. Uh, Donald was so inspired by Ford's performance in the film that he took it too seriously. Um, when Harrison Ford was told that during an interview, um, Ford replied with Donald, it was just a movie. Things like that don't happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So one thing I'm sure you probably really noticed this time is that um, Harrison Ford's character is watching a football game that the presidential staff taped for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a game between the University of Michigan and Notre Dame that was from September 12, 1992. 
Um, the game was not a 14 to 13 win for Michigan, as said in the movie. It was a rare 17 to 17 tie. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if you noticed, but some of the players that for Michigan that they showed were Elvis Gerbach and Ty Law. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I I tried to pay a little attention, but I that popped up. They said Michigan and Notre Dame, and I was like, oh, yeah, because I did catch that one of the last uh, times I watched it. I can't remember how long ago it was, though. Mm-hmm. So. so on the DVD commentary, um, they said if, if Harrison Ford would have not played the lead role, then the other options were Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, gosh. Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Dennis Quaid, um, and then others that were considered were Tom Hanks, John Malkovich, and Tommy Lee Jones. What? Yeah. <laughs> John Malkovich? <laughs> no. Yeah, these are interesting. John Malkovich is the one, and Keanu? Keanu was kind of young. Yeah, he was He playing a president. I mean, Tom Hanks was younger at the time, too, but it would have been interesting to see Tom Hanks in an action movie. Yeah, I think the best one that was mentioned was Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid and Tommy Lee Jones, I feel like both would have been great. Yeah. Um, Arnold would have been weird because he's got an Austrian accent. And like, <laughs> if he has an Austrian accent, accent, it probably means he was born in Austria and thus can't be president anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. And then the last thing I got is that this movie had an $85 million budget. And it had a three hundred and fifteen million dollar box office. Mm, wow! Yeah, I wonder uh, how much eighty five. Was... Yeah, eighty five. How much was spent on the CGI? <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, in nineteen ninety seven standards. Yeah, actually, like, you know, I'm gonna Google that real quick and see if they have it. I was laughing at that this time, and I'm like, it, I always come back to it. Star Wars was made in what nineteen. 76 77 with practical effects and it looked a thousand times better than this movie made in 1997 yeah oh man why air force uh air force one financial information (laughs) uh it probably isn't gonna give me a cgi nope Okay, figured I'd give it a shot real quick, but uh, may- maybe we'll find out someday. Rock. Yeah, so that's all I got for the the trivia. Rock. Oh, man. Yeah, I just... Um, so what, what next? We got... Uh, grades. Grades. Before we jump into grades... Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of funny because I was watching this and I was just like, I had a childhood flashback totally with this movie. Uh, Cause I, I forgot about it. I forgot. Like it just kind of didn't come to mind. The first lady and the first daughter. Mm-hmm. I kind of had a little bit of a crush on the first daughter. Not going to lie. <laughs> I remember that, that it was a, it was a bit of a flashback. So that was kind of funny to have happen. And so then I looked up to see, um, because it's uh, Liesl Matthews. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with her really outside of this or? No. Yeah. She looked kind of familiar, but I didn't. 
Dude, she has three things that she acted in. That's it. That's it. 95, 97, 2000. So. Well, she's probably like a third grade teacher or something somewhere. I'm not sure. There is some information. Um, I was just kind of like, oh, well, there's no information out there. I looked up something and they still were keeping tabs somehow. I don't know if she's like from a famous family or anything. Mm. So, but. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny to mention. So, all right. Um, I don't think I have anything else before grades. So, want to just jump into that? Let's go for it. All right. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Oh wait, no. We oh, gotta yeah. we gotta do the guessing first. Yeah, I'll do that, and then I'll go first. Um, so I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what do you think IMDb is? IMDb, I'll go with an 8.9. Your way off is a 6.5. What? Yeah, I was a little surprised. Who the crap? I mean, it's a good movie. I mean, it's corny and kind of far-fetched. And, you know, it's Cor- got some... Corny? Corny? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I don't mean, like, the movie itself. I mean, kind of, like, the story a little bit and some of the things that happened. The uh, the only thing coming to mind that I would label as potentially corny was the whole escape by a zipline attached to another plane. Yeah. But yeah. outside of that, I mean, there were some things uh, maybe far-fetched. Also, it's an action movie. Action movies don't really get very high ratings. True. True. IMDb does enjoy doing that. But yeah, a critic and an audience score from Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think those are? Uh, critic, let's give it a 70%. 78. Ooh. Okay. Uh, then audience, let's go with an 85. 66. What the crap? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that the audience was so low on it. I swear, like nine out of ten times, the audience is higher than the critics. So, what is wrong with people? Maybe Bill Clinton and Donald Trump need to review it more because <laughs> <laughs> they both seem to really enjoy it. That's funny. But uh, I give my grade here. Um, I believe this was the second. It was definitely either the, at least the second time I've seen this. Might have been third. Um, it has been a long time since I've seen it. It's like you said that kind of didn't realize how great the music is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one part that I really enjoyed. Uh, the acting all around is really solid. There really isn't anybody that like hams it up or does a terrible job. Yeah. Um, you know, Harrison Ford is always really good and always like charismatic and, and likable and everything that he does. Uh, Gary Oldman is just he played a, a great villain in this just like a sadistic uh, like dark evil like ruthless guy and like you definitely can feel that like in this movie for sure uh, and just the fact that he was able to do like that that Russian Kazakh uh, accent Mm-hmm. like so convincingly 
and not sound like it's put on or fake and kind of make you forget every once in a while that he is Gary Oldman. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. Um, you know, some of the action scenes are pretty good, but sometimes they're like a little stretched out and there's some lulls in the movie. So I couldn't really give it a five out of five. And it's, I feel like it's kind of one of those movies that's, that's good and you enjoy, but you kind of have to be in the mood to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because of that, I, I give it a four out of five. Like, it's a movie that I, I did enjoy, but I don't know how many times I'll go back and watch. It's just I have to be in the mood to watch Air Force One. Mm. I'm surprised you dropped from potentially five to all the way down to four. <laughs> you, sir, are a tool. Uh, no. Um, okay. Uh, so... Yeah, I sometimes with these movies that I grew up with, I kind of try to determine uh, how much I'm, you know, holding on to nostalgia from remembering it from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so great movie, uh, highly recommended. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you like action movies, check it out. If you haven't seen it and you like Harrison Ford, check it out. Um, if you're a Gary Oldman fan, definitely check it out. But yeah, I it is a longer movie, but honestly, when I watched it, because that's the that's kind of the funny thing, and so I don't, I'm trying to determine because this is determining my grade a little bit between, you know, point five, um, is if. Because I started watching the movie one night and I, it was a little bit late and I was like, ah, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll watch half of it tonight and I'll finish it tomorrow. But I got so into it <laughs> that I watched it all in one night. So I'm like, okay, did I get so into it because I've seen it before and I've enjoyed it before? Or did I get so into it just because it's that good of a movie? Right. So <clears throat> and that's the thing that's a little tough for me. I, I think it's really good. There's definitely like CGI. I mean, definitely kind of like could have improved. It was a pinnacle part of the movie, but I mean, it was such a short part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But with everything else, um, I mean, the execution, the music, the performances, the filming of the movie. Uh, I always feel like sometimes when trying to film on uh, a plane, set uh stage setup and everything that it can be tricky to execute um and you know it flowed really well you felt like there were some lulls i mean there's there's always times when they have to build upon the story so i wasn't really necessarily bothered by anything slowing down uh from time to time because i felt like it was all well timed and for a specific reason so man i am going to i'm gonna have to stick with it and i'm gonna give it a five out of five i was between five and five or five and 4.5 because as i said i I didn't know if uh nostalgia was just kind of like giving it that little extra boost but i mean between the great performance of harrison ford and gary oldman alone i mean it can easily put it up there with 4.5 and then just how well everything else came together. Mm-hmm. There's not enough for me to 
take away from it to feel like it should go down from a five to a 4.5. A little bit long, maybe, but that's not going to push me into changing that number. So, wrong. Yeah, good stuff, man. Enjoyed that one for sure. Like, it's funny, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you'll see, like, you'll know when I'm done watching a movie because usually afterwards I, I say something about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I forgot how good this movie was. <laughs> so it might not be one that I go back and watch all the time, but I do know that when I go back and watch, I'm going to enjoy it every time. Rock. All right, so that wraps it up for Air Force One. And next week, I don't have that pulled up. It is the Harrison Ford highlight, dude. Ah, yes. I forgot we had a highlight uh, in this month, so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) We get to talk more about Harrison Ford, so. Be prepared for that one. We appreciate you guys hanging out for us. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we've already um, we've already got a promo out for next month, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Month. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. It's been a while since I've watched those movies. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because uh, I'll mention it here real quick, not to draw this episode out longer, but uh, watching Cake Wars, they had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cake war episode and uh when i came home uh my wife and kids were watching it and my daughter was just like who's that and like who's shredder and this stuff and i was just like do you want to watch some movies with me sometime (laughs) uh she's gonna be turning nine and she's like uh maybe i don't know if she'll she's seen some of the cartoon recent cartoon stuff yeah um not like a full movie or anything but she's seen a little bit about it i'm really kind of curious how she would react to the original you know live action yeah so maybe we'll find out rock but uh thanks again everybody for hanging out hope you have an awesome week and as always until next time be kind rewind